Hello and welcome back to Evolve Music. On today's episode, I speak to the wonderful Kelly Gelder about her upcoming gigs and just the power of music and its intensity of emotions that it can cause. We discuss some of her emotional unreleased tracks and the influence of Avril Lavigne over her childhood. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello. Hiya, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How would you like to describe your sound? <laughs> um, well, at college, I started off in like a rock band um, and I started off doing like a ba- like keys and backing vocals. And then um, I started writing with um, the guitarist and we kind of like went for a combination of like Marmosets and Muse. He was very like heavily influenced on Muse and um, like Matt Bellamy's sound. So it was kind of like a combination of that really um, with like my writing style. But since I've moved to uni and obviously I'm like around a completely different um like people and different music and influences um I've kind of just like gone back to I don't even know like more of like a pop like indie sound um but I don't know it's kind of like reinventing yourself when you're at uni and sort of being open to anything I guess (laughs) yeah so it's like an eclectic mixture and it kind of pays homage to all your influences maybe yeah yeah definitely but I think you, you know you've got to take I sort of looked at it as like a step back because I thought I had like yeah this is what I sound like and this is what I wanted want to do um but I guess you got to take it as like a no this is a good thing that I'm sort of like branching off and doing different things that I wouldn't have necessarily like would have done yeah you gotta just take it as like a, a good thing I guess <laughs> is it scary going out on your own and doing it yeah I definitely say so so when I moved to uni so I did like I did sixth form I did call it did college because I wasn't ready to go to uni like straight away and I do I do classical piano at uni so it's like completely different from what I did at college yeah and I think the biggest thing for me was I wasn't surrounded by like pop musicians and and that kind of thing I was then thrown into this world where it's like very sort of like formal I guess with like my music and the instruments I guess it's just being like brave enough to like ask the right people and just like networking in that way which was really difficult with like COVID and stuff but you've just got to find ways to get around it and got like social media and things so you, you can't really complain I'm not having to go like door to door like asking <laughs> people to do you want to join a band do you want to do this so like give out flies and things <laughs> yeah like let's just write music (laughs) I mean are there like-minded people on your course that you could see yourself collaborating with or making a band with probably not on my course but I've spoken to people on like different different courses so like production songwriting and I think that's the great thing about being at a music college is just because you're like on one specific pathway. So like I'm on classical, but that doesn't mean I'm just strictly doing classical stuff. You know, that might not be the same for everyone in their disciplines. But for me, it's like, no, I want to try and like explore as much as I can, like sort of cast the net as wide as I can. But that's what I'm like when I listen to music. So I like to think I can be like that when I'm, you know, like making music and like collaborating with people I guess and who would your dream artist to collaborate with be oh that's such a tough question well 
one of my biggest like inspirations is has always been Miley Cyrus, which is so cliche to say. I was brought up sort of listening to like Metallica and rock bands. Like my my parents are very sort of like heavily influenced. Not like they love the rock scene, you know. Always going to Rock City to watch gigs and that kind of thing. So, <laughs> but when she she's just released she released a rock like a rock album a couple of years ago, and I was like, this is like per like the perfect sound. I was like, it's like my dream artist, but with like the perfect sound. So I'd see her, and she's just released like a live album. Um, it was literally a week ago today, I think, or a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, yeah, that that's just like amazing. But I'd probably say her. I'm not really sure though. I can see why after like watching those live performances, you'd want to perform with her. The way she is on stage, she's a like she is obviously very lyrically talented, and then yeah. visually, it's everything is there, everything you need, all those elements for like a perfect live show. And just the way she recreates older songs with her own mm-hmm. sound, I think is incredible. So I feel yeah. like is she kind of who you would who you base your music style off, like with the rock vibe and the pop yeah. as well? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And in some of her songs, she's sort of um so like Wrecking Ball and um We Can't Stop. She's like collaborated like older songs with it, like Where Is My Mind by the Pixies and that kind of thing. And it just and you like when you know We Can't Stop and Bangers first came out um in 2013 I would have never thought it would have been put with you know the pixies but it yeah. just works like in the style she's done it in my opinion it it sounds really good so yeah because <laughs> I feel like there's two sides to people there's like that that creative and chaotic side and there's that melancholic and then to have those sounds blended yeah that's why we all resonate with them um you said that your family are quite musical like they're really into the rock scene would you say that that kind of introduced you to music and allowed you to explore your talents from a young age or when did you get into music? Yeah, I mean, so we, the first, <laughs> I say rock music, um, but the first ever gig my dad took me to um, was actually Avril Lavigne and this was in 2008. And I, w- I remember seeing her like on, on the telly and I was like infatuated by it. I think the first song I saw was Girl, um, Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne. I saw the video and I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, you know, her playing like the guitar and everything. And I'm like, whoa, this is like insane. So yeah, when I was eight years old, my dad my dad took me <laughs> to see Avril Lavigne. I was like, what? Um, but yeah, like growing up, then we went to see like bands and things. Um, and yeah, definitely. I remember seeing one band and I was like, I want to learn the drums. Like, this is all I want to do. Like, I want to play the drums forever. And I started learning the drums before I started learning the piano, like properly. Um, you know, and I still do that kind of thing now. And I did it like at college. But when it went to when I went to uni, I decided to just go forward with the piano. You know, <laughs> one instrument's hard enough. But yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd say definitely it's like influenced like my appreciation for it. Um because you appreciate something when you know how hard it is to do, but then also when you have no idea what's going on and how to do it. <laughs> I just can't get over the fact that when you were eight, you got to see Avril Lavigne. I never had the pleasure. I, I always just would perform to Avril Lavigne, like in my bedroom, you know, yeah. typical hairbrush, um, microphone. But yeah, she was like my first like into introduction to like kind of pop punk. But she yeah. was incredible. I think complicated and 
the famous the, is it let it go album i don't know when that came out that was a minute ago but yeah i remember i was like so excited for the gig i was only told like a couple of days before my birthday oh. i think and i was like we need to go to claire's and get like the movie <laughs> like the scarves with like the skulls on and the thick headbands and <laughs> you get like just... little pink hair clips in with like <laughs> pink hair extensions <laughs> I did as well. That's so funny. I'll have to send you a photo. I'll have to find there is somewhat one somewhere of me stood in front of my drum kit if with all this that, like get up on. If you did that, I would be very tempted to um, put it in my blog, but <laughs> maybe not. Where it all began. <laughs> but you know, I feel like we all have our roots, and it's just it's just cool to look back on. And um, yeah, I think Avril Lavigne was amazing. I remember my mum got me like. A perfume of hers when she brought out the song what the hell and it was like this little pink star perfume and I felt so cool I was like oh my god I'm wearing the perfume she wears like is that the one that had like a detachable ring yes and I would always wear the <laughs> ring it had like little spikes on it and I was like this is yes. so cool I'm such yeah. a rocker like you know I was such a poser but you actually have the talent to go with it so that's incredible yeah so definitely you say you play um, drum and piano. Is there anything else you'd like to learn or are you just going to stick with those? Um, well, yeah, yeah, definitely. Just probably stick to them. I've always wanted to learn the guitar and I've tried multiple times, but I'd like to just like think because I've played piano for so long, my brain is just not tuned up to now play the guitar. Like, <laughs> like translating it from there to there. I just, yeah. I don't think, it's just not happening. So I just don't think it's ever going to happen. But I really like the sound of the clarinet. Like, I, th- I th- that's so random. But I think if it was like more like classical, like I love the sound of the clarinet, but it's just finding the time for all this stuff. I mean, a lot of songs nowadays, like Olivia Rodrigo's album, she in- like introduces a lot of classical instruments yeah. like well, I'm not sure about the clarinet but like violin and things like that and it just as I said an edge but yeah I mean she has a band to do it so I can't imagine like I mean it'd be amazing but imagine you're on stage with a drum kit then piano <laughs> then like a clarinet like <laughs> you'd do one song and be you'd collapse so yeah I think it's it's very cool that you can play the drums and piano what's your favorite song to perform oh that's a really good one. Um, well, looking back, because obviously I have a performance like next week, so I've not performed like since I've been in Leeds. But I think when I was back in, in the band at college and we, we were gigging and stuff, it was definitely like like the music we'd wrote because like it doesn't really bother me that people can't sing along because like they're hearing like a new sound and I think that even if it doesn't engage you lyrically engages you like musically like introduced to a new sound it's like wow I've never heard something like that or that's different so I think definitely like our own stuff because we could just perform it how we wanted and I think not with covers there's an element of you have to keep it the same but you can like do whatever you want with your own music kind of thing. There's no sort of like limit. And I just really like that, especially like with performing and everything. Cause it's like, you know, it's the first time and probably the last time they're gonna hear this realistically, unless we record it. So yeah, definitely just like your own stuff. You just gotta like, you know, be confident with what you've wrote. If you like it, then one other person might. <laughs> so yeah, you just gotta yeah, be sure. confident. 
I feel like there's a, there's a sound for everyone and there's that, I mean, I, yeah, I think it's a famous like line from a, a Verve song and it's like, you just have to find the sound that resonates with you. Yeah, and, 100%. And like, maybe that's, that's what you'll do and I'm sure people will love to hear. Like, we, I think people love to hear something that sounds familiar but completely different. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, what, so what, um, are you most proud of with your kind of musical career? <laughs> um, I would say like getting into getting into Leeds Conservatoire was like a massive step for me. Um, because not only was it like okay, I've got to like home in on like sort of the piano now and sort of like craft that, but also like I guess like the opportunities like moving to the city brings. Um, I was from I'm from like Lincolnshire. Okay. <laughs> famous by the coast and sort of you know it is you know it's a rural area the music like resources are limited which they're going to be uh, compared to a city so I think definitely like I'd say like one of the proudest things is get like getting in the door kind of thing because not only are you getting you know you know the better tuition but you've got the more opportunities around you and you're meet, meeting like-minded people which is you know like really cool <laughs> And what was it like trying to find those opportunities? Like, was it like quite, like how much effort did you have to put in? Like, is it quite difficult for new musicians to find these opportunities? I think like the biggest thing that I found is, I remember like saying to my mom, I was like, I want to do all this stuff. And it's kind of a case of just like writing down, okay, what, what do you actually want to do? What do you want from this? And it's like, okay, now what are the first steps that I'm going to take to sort of like get the ball rolling sort of thing? And I remember saying to my mum, I was like, mum, if I do nothing, nothing will happen. So if I try something, it doesn't work, then that's fine. Like, you know, sort of leave it. Um, but I think it's just reaching out to people. And because everyone's so interested in like music and just doing anything music related, um, people will like get on board with stuff. Or if they're not, they know someone who will sort of thing. Mm. So it is just like, I guess, like networking with people and going to other people's gigs and things as well and just like meeting other musicians so I think it's just getting yourself out there which can be quite quite tricky if you're like a shy person or whatever but I'd start just by like going to other people's gigs and just supporting other musicians um and that kind of thing really yeah so you kind of go from being like a face in the crowd to then potentially being a face on stage and like yeah get to know you that way that's really I like that 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 access into it because I just always thought, like, how do people find these gigs? How do they um, mm-hmm. get themselves signed on to a gig? And how do they collaborate with certain people? Because um, until I had, like, some really good advice, which is literally just just ask people, I would yeah. always be, like, scared to, to, like, reach out or message anyone. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not musical. Like, I don't do gigs, but, like, I, I like to talk to musicians. And I, I was always, like, fearful of, like, oh, what if they don't want to talk to me? you just have to ask yeah definitely and I think you know like people want to help each other out and definitely from my experiences people are more like yeah let's do something rather than you know unless they're like really busy or whatever um people are just gonna want to be involved with anything like musical and you know try something different in that sort of like industry (laughs) so what is like music to you like who would you be without it (laughs) (laughs) 
Like I'm just delving up loads of big questions at this early hour. Sorry. I'm like, whoa. Um, well, I have no idea what I'd do. Like it's sort of, I guess like throughout school and stuff, like I was always in like bands at school. Like I was always in like the orchestra. So I was talking to someone the other day about this. Um, at sixth form, they did like a lot of um, like theater productions of, like different musicals and stuff and I was always like on drums and percussion um which was like really fun and that kind of thing I don't know I've always been doing something musical like whatever it is of whatever age and I really don't know what I'd do without it I literally don't know what I'd go into (laughs) so it's sort of got to a point now where it's like I'm just gonna keep going with it and hope that something happens um but you've just got to make it happen. Like I teach alongside uni and that kind of thing and have done for a few years now. And it's like, it's like that open-mindedness, but yeah, to answer the question with a short answer, like, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't be without it. I couldn't. It's, it's really cool that you teach alongside though. What's teaching music like? Um, so it started, I've started teaching in 2018 um and it was sort of like alongside college and that kind of thing um it was really scary <laughs> I'm not gonna lie um because it's just sort of like okay they don't know anything so where the hell do I begin with this kind of thing like there's so much to talk about but it's I guess it's just like the first steps of like if you try it you really don't like it and don't you don't have to do it again sort of thing um but no it's it's really good and it's really like interesting to see like um like how younger people like work and how they like understand music specifically when they've never like been introduced to it before um but I do a musical tuition module at uni and it's really sort of like broadened like how people learn and how to approach like learning which is like really really interesting um especially as like music education in Lincolnshire's not (laughs) not that I'm slandering it but you know it wasn't great from what when I went to school um specifically so yeah just like so I want to like bring that like city education that I got like back home <laughs> but, but yeah it's really really fun but I really enjoy it and like it's it's nice that you're inspiring people and there's no pressure involved and it's just very much like yeah you're here to learn but also have a good time and like find out yeah. whether you like it or not yeah I think that's definitely like overall like the most important thing like if they're not enjoying it because I think like not a lot of parents want them to like do the grades and that kind of thing most of them aren't bothered like they just want them to have fun but I think that is the main thing if they're not having you know like oh we're doing this grade or whatever ultimately it's like what do you want to do because you know I might want you to do the grades but you might not be bothered and they're going to learn more from what they want to learn than what I'm for like they're forced to sort of learn uh, 100% and you mentioned earlier that you've got a gig coming up is this your gig on the 22nd yeah so um one of my close friends who's um doing music business at uni um she she um helps manage a band the distance from Manchester um and she's been saying for ages like I want them to do a gig in Leeds and that kind of thing and um and she was talking about a support and I was like I can do it like I've got plenty of songs I just obviously need like 
people to perform with. Um, this was like at the start of the year. So, you know, you're like, yeah, I've got plenty of times, like four months away. <laughs> and then you think, oh gosh, we're a month away. And I'm like, eek, um, with like uni and stuff. But yeah, so it, the, it came about just because I'm, I'm really close friends with um, the uh, girl who's like running the event. But no, I'm really excited for it. And I'm not performed in so long and so many people from uni who are going to hear me who have not obviously seen me when I was like three years ago um and people from back home are coming up as well I'm just really excited for it and you know just like being around music and and eventually like performing it now um it's going to be really cool I'm really looking forward to it <laughs> hope it goes okay. well <laughs> I'm sure it will like um so do you have a like a schedule to rehearse or are you constantly talking yeah. to the events organizer um so sort of like uh just been sort of like left to my own practice really left to my own devices in that kind of sense so just organizing rehearsal sessions just around the, when the people can you know people have got jobs people obviously were all on like people on different courses to me and yeah it just make you just got to make it work but like I said before like people who want to do it and want to be involved will make the time that's the thing with being a musician you're never bored <laughs> And if you are, enjoy it because that means you've got some sort of break. It just sounds like very busy. Like, how do you balance it with your uni work um, and teaching? <laughs> very difficult. It's very difficult, but I try and schedule in. So obviously, like set lessons, like my my uni timetable, and then you've got to schedule in like practice. So we're meant to practice for at least like three hours a day, which oh my god, which is fair enough with the amount we have to do for like assessments and stuff um it might sound like a lot but when you break it down of like what pieces you've got to learn it, it's it, the time goes quickly but it's not like three I don't do three hours in like one session I sort of try and break it up as an into three one hour slots mm. usually I do like teaching like after uni so from like like four or five until like the evening the latest like half seven that kind of thing really but yeah I'd say like fitting in if I've got to get like scores for people for teaching or like any resources I need to make but you just got to sort of it's like a jigsaw puzzle you just got to keep like I don't know rearranging it and hoping you can sort of like guess what's going on you just got it's like a juggling act basically when and where is the gig so the gig is at the Primrose pub in Leeds I think it's up near Hyde Park I've never actually been before so it's the first time <laughs> I'm gonna go um yeah it's it starts at eight o'clock and I think tickets are four pounds on the door only I don't think you you can get tickets online unfortunately um no there's gonna be three artists there so there's me a guy called Trent and obviously the distance which is like the headliner um but no it's gonna be really good um drinks are cheap I've heard so people <laughs> at the bar after my set <laughs> A bit of an after party, get to meet the music. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Cool. Just, just keep the music going and the good times going. <laughs> oh, it sounds like it's going to be amazing. Um, do you have any hidden talents slash any anecdotes that you can share outside of music for the <laughs> listeners? Um, <laughs> I kind of, like, over lockdown, I've, I've really got into baking. Okay. So I don't know if you've ever heard of the, this channel. I think she's on like TikTok and Instagram. So it's a 
baking account called Fit Waffle, and she basically does all of these like cookies and like mm. different kind of things. And I perfected how to make a cookie dough over lockdown. <laughs> so I'd say a hidden talent is I can make a pretty good cookie, uh, cookie dough, but apart from that, I'm pretty boring. <laughs> I don't think cookie dough is boring at all. Um, like that sounds delicious. Sounds like what I need right now. Yeah, I'll have to send you. I'll send you the recipe that I use. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for you for the gig. Um, it, when you organise things, you have to prioritise certain things. And then mm. like, how do you, before you perform, like how do you get yourself into that mindset of, oh, okay, I'm about to, be in front of quite a few people they're going to hear me for the first time um it's really like performance anxiety something they talk about a little bit at uni and it's really weird like I look at it as because I've never like had a singing lesson really like I'm not trained like I don't I've got no technique basically like I've not had any like coaching so when I perform like when I'm singing I'm not really bothered because I don't know that either my technique's wrong. I don't, you know, I'm not thinking about all these things. My breathing's wrong. I'm standing wrong. I'm holding the mic wrong. But when it comes to like piano, because I've had so much coaching for, you know, years and years now, I find it a lot more like anxiety inducing, I guess, because I've had all this coaching. Like I should know how to sit properly, how my hand should be. And, you know, like what kind of sound I'm trying to create and, like more of a performance set so when it comes to singing like I'm I really don't find it that that bad because I'm just sort of like there it is you know take it or leave it but with like piano and and you know performing like classical pieces I find it like a lot more like scarier because I feel like I should know better (laughs) if I go wrong I feel like it sounds when when you're singing you're more yourself and then when you're um piano it's like you've you've been trained in a certain way so you have to do it perfectly yeah no definitely um and I guess like with singing if something does go wrong you can sort of like not laugh it off but sort of like recover better than in a piano when it's like all eyes on you playing this pieces like these pieces and you're like "Uh," you can't really cover it up as well um but no it's just it's just getting used to it but yeah it's it's not really that bad and especially when you're performing with other people I've, I find that really sort of like oh they're there they're listening to it you know they've rehearsed with me they can't think it's that bad so if one person in the room like you know is enjoying it then that's enough <laughs> that's enough for me have yeah. one person outside we've got that other person um getting you through it and at the end of the day as much as it's incredible to perform for other people you're also performing for yourself like you're doing it to prove yourself so yeah definitely <laughs> So, um, what songs are you going to be singing? Um, oh my god, great question. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be performing a few originals, and one of them is called um, "You and Me," which I wrote when I was 16. So I've been playing it for like <laughs> ages now. But what's really cool about this is, um, so me and my best friend um, Molly, who did the photography and like sort of the artwork for the posters. Um, Because we wanted just a bit of promo to put around uni and that kind of thing. Um, And there's actually like um, a wall in Leeds with you and me, me and you written all over it. And we were like, you know, I was like, this is really cool because, you know, I wrote this song 
years ago now so it's really cool to sort of in, sort of like subtly incorporate that because people wouldn't know that looking at the poster um so yeah one of the pieces I'm doing is is me and you and one of them I'm gonna do is um I, one of the first songs I wrote <clears throat> when I was 14 sort of like the first pop song I wrote so like melodramatic looking back it's like just all about heartbreak and being sad <laughs> but it's sort of like really cool to I don't know even though like the lyrics are the same the meaning's different when you perform it and when you've you wrote it like years ago which I find like really cool I'm sort of like looking back at it now and I'm like wow like these are powerful things like emotions and stuff but it's really cool Music's like a time capsule. You like look, you know, when you like not listen to a song in ages, you're like, oh my gosh, like that's so nostalgic. Like when I first, like when I last listened to this, I was like, you know, this old and this was happening in my life. And I think it's really cool. It's like time traveling in a way, like going back in time. Oh, I love that. And do you think you'd ever like write a song talking to your younger self about the songs that you wrote when you were 16? And like, I think that's a great idea. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, you know, sort of as much as I'd love like a more like guitar, like rock, like heavier sound with my music, I'd really need to do that because I can't play the guitar with, you know, a guitarist that writes that kind of thing and then me write the lyrics to it. So sort of like how how I write songs is, you know, get a chord progression I like, find like a melody that I'm sort of like, yeah, this is okay. Um, and just take it from there really, but a couple of the songs I'm performing at the gig, I I did it backwards. So I had the melody in my head and then like was like, you know, making all these voice notes of like, okay, I want it to sound like this. And then I had to work out the chords, which I don't recommend at all. <laughs> that was really hard. I'm like, okay, what is going on? Um, I think this works. Yeah, we'll go with that. So yeah, it's just been sort of open to you know okay this sounds good let's run with it or even if you don't you've got an idea for a song and you don't know how to what to do with it you know ask your band or ask someone that you're collaborating with like okay I've got this cool idea like what do you think what, what can we do um and yeah and just and that kind of thing <laughs> so how do you work out like what chords and like how do you hear just like a, a a new melody in your in your head and then you're like right mm-hmm. let me work out what this part sounds like I don't even know I've had a couple of people go they are not the chords to it and I'm like well I don't know the chords because the melody was before the chords <laughs> oh my God. Um, I don't know like I don't know because there isn't like a set time of when someone is most creative it's like when you're writing like even if you're writing like a uni essay like you've got to sort of like get in that headspace of okay right I've got to do this now um I guess the good thing about like songwriting is it's just sort of like not to force it I guess like if you've got a cool idea and you're in the headspace of yeah like I want to write something different then just go with it not I have to sit down at like 12 today (laughs) and write you know an EP um but yeah so these songs that I got the melody first I literally just was just like in bed and I was like I don't know like I don't know I don't even know I was like this sounds cool I don't think this is a song okay let's just like record it and then in the morning I'll work it out um it's just like a superpower like my power is just I can just make up music I know it's really cool it is really cool (laughs) 
but one of the songs I'm doing I just it was like such a basic like four chord progression throughout like it's, it's quite boring really but I literally just sat down at the piano and just like sung the whole song I'll send you it it's a really it's actually a really sad song am I allowed I'll to just send it, it like in the podcast or would you rather no you can do well the thing is it I had I had this basically this idea where I was so like I was so inspired like you know when you hear a song and you just think you've got such an overwhelming feeling of like a certain emotion and I was like I really want to like hear a song and it just like instantly make me cry and I was like (laughs) not in a bad way but I don't even know to just be like find one minute and then hear something I have this with the song I have nothing by Whitney Houston like as soon as I hear that opening melody streams of tears I remember my friend played it in the car and I was like please turn it off (laughs) it's the power of the song I don't even know I think you know Whitney Houston had a very sort of like sad end to her life and she made so many amazing things and did so many amazing things as an artist and it's such a sad song anyway but then it sort of means something even like further because it's like coming from her and she went through so much I don't even know there's just something about it that just has that has that hold on me (laughs) it's like yeah desperation but she's still being powerful with it and it's just such a beautiful song (laughs) definitely and she's just was a beautiful musician her demise was awful um but no I completely get where where you're coming from like just hearing a song and it just instantly bringing you to tears I feel like it's not always because of the emotions we attach to it either it's like the emotion from the singer I watched Cats ages ago like in the cinema and I know that that film was very criticized there was this part in it where um like it's Alicia Hudson I think I mm-hmm. probably got that wrong but like she sings memory and it was the first time I've, I've ever heard memory and I just burst into tears in the cinema oh my god memory is a really good song we did Cats the musical at school <laughs> it's like the only song I remember like well that is like the main song isn't it but no I can see why because it is such a it is such a good song and very sort of like raw in its emotion there is just something about that song where I'm just like like I'll be fine after like the song's finished but yeah. it's just got that hold on me yeah I mean if you did want to send me the song I won't I mean if unless you want me to I yeah, won't well, it in the podcast, but it's funny because like I just literally the rec- I'll send you the recording and the recording is literally me making this song up like as it is the first recording is the whole there was no I didn't write it down before so I don't really know how I sort of like remember it structurally it was just sort of like there but yeah I'm sort of like getting a bit tearful at the end so it's not very like in tune so I'll have to, I'll have to re- really record boring. it for you where it's a bit more you know not me like crying but yeah I'll have to send it to you I think we've only got like it's just like a voice memo on my phone but so did you yeah. just sit at the piano and like the words came to you and you, the melody yeah. came yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just did this whole song and melody. Yeah. Just... So I was sat there at the end, going, "Wow, that's a bit sad." Right, back to uni work. <laughs> oh my gosh! But it just shows how talented you are to be able to just sit there, have a song come to you, and like maybe that's why you were so emotional over it because it's obviously it means a lot to you, and then it's just amazing that you were just able to do that. So it's obviously from deep within. Yeah, I guess so. I guess, like, I don't know. I don't know about yourself, but growing up, I I didn't really like talking about how I felt. Like, I just didn't. I just didn't see the point of it. And I was sort of very, like, reserved in how I felt about things, you know, whether it's good or bad. So I think 
like when you listen to a music and you like resonate with like the sound and the emotion it's like portraying so I, th- I think like music helped in that sense I used it as like a medium of like communicating how I felt so at home when I'm like 14 singing all these songs and I was like you're right and I'm like yeah I'm great <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was a way of me like just developing myself musically but also like getting these emotions out that I didn't want to talk like to people about but in like a healthy way like communicating that so yeah definitely recommend it for someone who cathartic piece of just get it all out there in music yeah I yeah as a child I was probably more reserved whereas now I'm very overt with how I feel like if someone's upset me I'll tell them if someone's gonna be loud you have to be now be like look abc this is like how I feel Um, (laughs) but yeah but only with people worth your time I'd I'd like to add that as well and don't know like if you realize you know what like you've made me feel so negative more than positive um, get it get out of my life yeah I you know people say like life isn't black and white but for some things I think it is <laughs> like if yeah. someone isn't adding to your life they're taking something away that's how I look at it and I know obviously that doesn't go for like everything it's not textbook but yeah. you know definitely sometimes you just need to cut people out but I feel like sometimes we can get attached to things that are potentially not good for us because they're like a reflection of how we view ourselves yeah definitely you just yeah no no toxic no toxic energy (laughs) you're unhappy people happy lives which you know it can be hard situations and people change all the time but yeah you just got to find your people and be happy happy with yourself like above like above all and everything what's your advice to be happy with yourself (sighs) (laughs) um (laughs) oh um literally just doing what makes you happy I guess um which is easier said than done because you know if everyone did what makes them happy no one would be sad um but then I guess if you were never sad you wouldn't know what happy was right so yeah just just be around people that that make you happy and I think um like your environment has like a big toll on like how you feel and your happiness as well so try and like be in a positive like environment um and yeah and that kind of thing just just try and do what makes you happy even if it's like small things you know if you're in a nine-to-five job and you don't like it, try and do something outside of, of, of that that time that makes you happy and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, like, make time for yourself, I think. I like yeah. that. It's very good advice. Just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, do, do what you can to make you happy because I feel like some people would say, oh, if you don't enjoy your job, quit, but it's not that simple at all. No, um, no definitely not. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, because <laughs> then things will be worse if you've got no job nothing you know you're gonna worry more you know I'd like to think anyway um like stay in that job maybe look for another job while you're in that job but yeah don't quit until you find another job <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um, <laughs> so I've just got a couple of questions left um I'm sure you don't get this a lot um but if you ever do receive negative feedback how do you react to it um well because obviously like I started songwriting um like from 14 
ish probably like that's like the first song like that I remember I wrote (laughs) um and it was it's really like interesting now because sort of like you know when I was 14 say if I like recorded my song and put it on YouTube like chances are I'd have been like ripped to shreds at school people would have been like you know when people put like singing covers on Facebook and that kind of thing I'd have been like ripped to shreds and it's really like interesting now like you think like the accessibility like TikTok people can just like upload like five covers a day and that kind of thing like write their own music and stuff and that's sort of like normal now like a lot of people do that um so it's really like weird like I'm like what the hell if I'd have done that when I was younger and I remember I had (laughs) I had Twitter for the briefest period at school and I didn't really understand what it was like I never had Facebook growing up like my first social media was was Instagram in like 2013 or something like that um and I remember I used to just like write like quotes from like songs I'd written and I think like a few people at school had found it and they were like like saying all this stuff about it and I was just like it's got nothing to do with you like why be so negative um and now like looking back at it now like if someone would do that like no one would be bothered so it's really like weird like why why do you care so much like it's got nothing to do with you but yeah I had it for the briefest period I was like this is the most awful place ever and deleted my account and I've never had it back since (laughs) Twitter is very toxic and it's just a shame that you know you put your talent out there and then people just kind of criticized you and like bullied you for it in a sense yeah because I was sort of like I'm not actually bothered what these people think of me like I'm sort of like and that that took a while you know at the time I was like not like overly upset but obviously like dealing with like something that I hadn't dealt with before but I think that's the what what is so good about like being you know like a music uni is you know just because you know you go to a gig and it's not really like oh you know they're good at at what they do but it's not really something that I'd go and listen to like outside of you know these four walls kind of thing Mm. at the gig um but people just like find where they're meant to be and people don't crit like criticize people as much because they sort of like respect their craft but okay it's not really what I'm into but that's fine um so yeah so basically dealing with neg- negative feedback don't get Twitter <laughs> <laughs> stay away from that yeah Twitter was I didn't really know what it was either and when I was about <laughs> 12 to 14 I literally treated it like my diary which was not a good idea. <laughs> um, that account still exists somewhere. Um, don't know how to delete it. But yeah, this is very much like the, the sad, melancholic thoughts of a 14-year-old that's like, oh, I wish I could just press a restart button. And oh, it's like, shut up. Yeah, I remember, I, it was so funny. I, you know, people don't really use Skype now, but <sighs> I... I just it was it was over lockdown I think and you know people had a lot of time on their hands if you weren't you know obviously working still um and I thought you know I I've got like a Skype account somewhere and you know you can sort of set your like a profile picture and like some sort of bio message and I had a look on it and I knew it would be something like really like <laughs> melodramatic and it was like a quote it was 
it was Effie from Skins and it was like a quote and it was like no one breaks my heart and I was like I'd not even watch Skins at this point like, <laughs> but that kind of you know like Effie from Skins was just like how everyone wanted to be and just like stone cold it's but, so bad that we all glamorized her like we all really glorified her and then she, like when it's like isn't she like a, a 14 year old that's just addicted to drugs like partying every night I'm like oh why did we think that she was really cool <laughs> I guess her style was quite cool oh yeah her style was incredible and I liked her attitude like the fact that she kind of acted like she didn't need anybody and there was that one person that she was that she did depend on like Freddie um yeah end game they they're end game <laughs> <laughs> and I love the actress as well um Kaya I don't know how to pronounce her last name but yeah, <laughs> yeah no she's been in so many things now but yeah yeah that kind of thing and you know pe- but I've sort of like learned to you know people are you know people are going to talk bad of you or whatever um that is their business like what someone says about you is really nothing to do with you like it's their business and yeah it it can be hard like not to I guess like not lash out but like retaliate Mm. but if someone's trying to like provoke you indirectly then that's what they ultimately want so you just got to be the bigger person it's like I'm too busy for this I've got a busy schedule I can't you know (laughs) play play your music so loud that you can't hear them that's a great one turn them amps up at the gig (laughs) (laughs) and final question um what can we expect to see from you this year like are you going to release any music or um, I'd love to do that I set some like not new they weren't really like new year's resolutions but like things I sort of like want to achieve like throughout the year and releasing music is definitely um one of those things that I want to do like a hundred percent um but it's just sort of like finding like what songs I'm going to release or you know that kind of thing and you know what especially because it's like the first song I'll be like officially releasing it's such like a big decision because ultimately that's going to like either pull people in or you know like (laughs) push people away um but yeah you know it's going to be quite fun and I'd like to sort of I don't in a way like do like a more like rockiest like a song and be able to like record like the other instruments for it so I'd hopefully be able to like do the drums myself and that kind of thing so I think that would be really cool to sort of like listen to my own song and I'm like doing more than just like the vocals in it you know I'm like whoa like a one-man band (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so definitely like releasing music more gigs um going to more gigs anything music <laughs> oh it'd be exciting um so if you do send me this new recorded song would that be like an exclusive or when it's recorded yeah the only one I've got for you at the moment is that that one I mentioned <laughs> yeah. oh well I'm very honored um and I, I always have like having bits of music in the podcast I find it uh, it kind of makes it more engaging for a listener and yeah it's nice to like hear the songs that we're talking about yeah definitely um but yeah when I think I'm hoping um to get some of the songs recorded from the gig as well um I know there's definitely going to be a photographer there um but I think I'm going to get a few people to you know just like friends with like who are watching or whatever to 
to record some stuff um so hopefully I can get that you know put on like my Instagram and send it over or whatever um but yeah all exciting stuff (laughs) I can't wait and um I'll probably release this um before Friday just so people can like you know hear about the gig and things but then I can always re-release it with the song oh yeah no that would be really really cool yeah (laughs) depending on which one I choose but you know it's it's sort of like a really tricky time because my exams start start of next month sort of all my attention has got to be sort of like honed in on you know getting through this for the summer um so hopefully like end of end of this semester I'll be able to actually focus on (laughs) not stuff I want to do but like stuff that isn't so pressurizing we'll say well good luck with the exams and I'm sure that they'll all go amazingly you sound like a very organized person you're very talented so I've got every faith (laughs) thanks (laughs) so yeah you'll have to tell me how it goes and um enjoy the gig and the weekend and you're going to Manchester today right yeah well me and my sister are going to see Madison Beer my oh, sister's wow. a big fan of her and I bought her tickets for her birthday. Oh. So I'm going to go there for the day and then go and see the gig um, in the evening. So yeah, all music related, of course. <laughs> it sounds like an amazing day. Well, I hope you enjoy it. All right, thank you. And thank you very much for having me on. It's been, it's been, it's been really fun to like just talk about, about music stuff. And yeah, it's been really cool. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, well, I have to do it again when you release some songs. Yes, definitely. We'll have actual like recorded songs, not just like me crying on a voice my emotional piano. <laughs> one, day, one day you'll have to release that and just be like, yeah, this is how it was originally. And, you know, it's a journey. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be really cool. Sort of like how it's how it started and how it's going. Um, <laughs> right, well, I will speak to you soon, hopefully. Yeah, definitely let me know when it's when it's released and stuff. Follow my Instagram at evolve under dash music under dash blog and continue to subscribe to Spotify or Apple Music so you can keep up to date as to when these podcasts are going to be released and enjoy the rest of your week.